Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. I want to talk this morning for just a few minutes on your future and God's faithfulness. How many of you know He is a faithful God? He is a faithful God. And so of, of all the fears that are out there, the fear of the, the fear of the future is probably the number one fear. I don't know if you know this, but you were born, you were only born with two fears. Two fears that you're born with. The fear of loud noises, right? Any little baby, if you clap really next to their head, just next time you see a sleeping baby, I encourage you, go over there. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Your mom will hate you, right? But the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Two fears that you're born with. So that means this, every other fear that you have, you've learned. Every other fear that you have, you've been taught. You've embraced. You've decided, I need to be fearful of the dark. I need to be fearful of the unknown. Come on, everybody. I need to be fearful of this or of that. And so I want you to understand, right now, our world is gripped with fear. Yes? We know that. We see it. We experience it. We, we, we understand ourselves, the fear. Come on, right? And so today what I want to do is I want to talk to you not about fear as much as I want to talk to you about God's faithfulness. Because it doesn't matter what fear you might have because we serve a God who's faithful in spite of the fear. Right? In spite of what's going on in our world, in spite of what the unknown is, in spite of the future that we're fearful of, we have a God who is faithful, right? Last week we talked about the 12 spies that went in to Canaan, and we talked about Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, they were, they, they, I want you to understand, they were 12, they were two of the 12 spies that went across the Jordan River into, the, into Canaan land to see the promised land, right? To see what, 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 wait, what was waiting on them there, okay? So the entire Israelite family of almost 2 million people, big family, and the entire Israelites, all of them, the children of God, were waiting to go into the promised land. And they came up to the Jordan River. They were waiting to cross to go over into the promised land. And Moses sends who? He sends 12 of them into the promised land on a spy mission. Right? Dun 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 Right? The spy music. I should have played that. All right? That would have been perfect timing. But, but only two of the ten weren't overcome by the fear of the future, right? Two of them, two of them said, yeah, we can't. they came back. They were like, yeah, big guys over there, giants over there. They're like, we got this, right? Giants fall hard if you hit them right. Come on. It's like, it's like a thunderous boom that everybody can see. You're like, we are the champions, you know, awesome, right? Right? The fruit over there, right? They're carrying, they're carrying grapes back. I, I, who, I just, can you imagine the conversation that had to happen? There's 12 spies. They're the elite forces, right? One from every tribe. <laughs> who said, all right, two of you need to carry the grapes, two of you. Grab a stick, put the grapes on between this. The grapes were huge, right? They're, it was unbelievable what they found when they went into the promised land. 
was unbelievable. But when they came back, listen to me, the fear of the ten overwhelmed, not the twelve, two million. Fear spreads way faster than anything else. Come on, somebody. Because the enemy of your soul would love for the fear that is hiding in the recesses of, of who you are, or what you've been exposed to, or what you've learned. The enemy of your life, the enemy of your destiny, the enemy of your eternity would love for you to concentrate more on the fears that hide in the recesses than for the faith that exists in the light. Joshua and Caleb are the only ones that make it into the promised land. Why? Because fear overwhelmed 2 million people and it cost them 40 years. They wandered around the desert for 40 long years. But entirely along the way, they saw God's faithfulness. Right? His faithfulness is new to us every day, the scripture says. Every single day. So today we're going we're gonna to look at this fear of the future a little bit, but we're going to concentrate on God's faithfulness. How many of you understand we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring? None of us understand what tomorrow's going to bring. None of us know. None of us know. My parents didn't know that if they, at the age of four, those two cute little blonde-headed twin boys, right, when we set off to go on a family vacation to, a, to, to, to Lake Powell in Arizona, and we're right on the border of Utah there, we went in, we experienced an incredible uh, a time of family, a family reunion. There were probably 40, 50 of us there. My mom and dad had no idea what their day brought when my four-year-old identical twin brother drowned in the lake that, that morning. They didn't know. They would have planned their day different. Hello? They would have said some things different. Yes? They would have made sure somebody was watching different. They, they would have planned it out. They, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know the happiness tomorrow is going to bring. Come on. I, I filled out the publisher clearinghouse sweepstake thing. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But when that van, when, listen, when that van pulls up my drive, I'm going to be like, thank you, Jesus. Come on. You don't know. You don't know. Look at your neighbor say you don't even know. See? You don't even know. We try to control the future through our worry and fear, but it doesn't work. Right? Let me give you some facts about our future. What does the Bible say? What's the Bible say about the future? Number one, in your notes, write this down. God knows everything that's going to happen. He doesn't know some things. He knows everything. And I know that's too big for us to comprehend. Like, well, what if, what if I choose different? No, he knows what you're going to choose. Well, shouldn't he encourage me? He has. Come on. He has. But he still knows. Right? He knows about my future. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Nothing. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his eyes. God can see it all. God has seen it all. He's not limited by time or space. God is not in the past, and he's not in the future. He's everywhere, all the time. Come on, everybody. 
And he, he can see it all at once. For, for instance, if I were to take you up in a blimp, a Thanksgiving morning, right? And we were to go over, over New York City to the Thanksgiving Day Parade. How many of you watched that parade growing up? Every Thanksgiving morning, that was on our television as, as people were getting the house ready and everything, getting ready for, for Thanksgiving. I remember watching that crazy parade. And uh, I remember thinking, those balloons are going to hit those buildings. They never did, except for the times that they did. Right? And, and it, was, it was always interesting to me. But how many of you understand, if, if we were to take you up in a blimp above that parade, you could see the parade from the start to the finish. All at one time. you just look down and see the whole thing. But did you know the people that lined up, starting at about 2 or 3 in the morning, in the freezing cold, waiting for the parade route, to, they only see this much. That's just like the perspective that we have on our life. We see from here to here. Sometimes I can't see past lunch. Right? Come on. Sometimes all I'm looking for is lunch. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> um, the person on the street can't see very, very much. But, but if we were to go up and have a different perspective, listen, the God's perspective, he can see it all. God is not in the past. He's not only in the future. God has been everywhere the whole time, and He knows it all. There's nothing hidden. He knows everything that's going to happen because He's already in the future as well as everything that's been happened in the past. That means that God is never surprised by anything. He'll never say, oh, really? You don't say. God will never say that. He knew. Right? He knew. When, when, I, when I go to prayer, I always, and, and it's not ritualistic or routine, but I always start with Father. Why? Because I'm talking to Him. The one who knows. Come on, everybody. The one who's been there. The one that sees what's coming. I'm speaking to Him. Likewise, he, his, from His perspective, there's nothing hidden at all. Everything's open. Everything's open. Psalm 139 verse 16 says, The days allotted to me have already been recorded in your book before any of them ever began. Circle before. God already knew the number of days you're going to live. You need to see that God knows it all. There's nothing he doesn't know. There's nothing that's going to surprise him. Not one thing. Number two in your notes, God has a plan for my future. He not only knows my future, but he's got a plan for my future. He's planned out a better life than you could ever put together for you. Ever. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Do you know what was going on when that verse was, was penned? They were in captivity. They were in bondage. The children of Israel, they were in bondage. But yet, what happened? God speaks and he says, I, once again, why? Because that's the faithfulness of our God. That's the faithfulness of Father God. He's, he speaks and he says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to not, not to harm you. Come on, everybody. Not to harm you. 
that's, that's a real fear of a lot of people, that God is going to harm them. They come from a twisted, I don't know, religious-minded way of living in connection with him. God, God he, he never plans to harm us. His plan is not to harm us. In fact, God doesn't harm us. He allows harm to come our way when we choose opposition from him. But his plan is to give us a hope and a future. Listen, can, can I miss God's plan for my life? Of course you can. Of course you can. I would tell you millions of people go through life and miss God's plan completely. I would say this, most people don't live God's plan. You can miss it through apathy, through arrogance, for being ignorant to his plan, for thinking your plan's better than his. That you know better than God. There's a lot of ways you can miss God's plan. Uh, most people do, but, but he does have a plan for you, and his plan is a good plan. Come on, church. It's, it's, either your, it's your choice either to get on his plan, to cooperate with the plan of God for your life, or miss it entirely. The reason you were even created in the first place. Number three, God will be with me every step of the way. God's going to be with me. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Never. Not only when you do these things. Never will I leave you, never. None of us know what's going to happen next year. In this, in this calendar year, none of us know. But regardless of what happens, you're not going to go through it alone. God says, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'll be with you. That's his faithfulness. We're talking about the faithfulness of God today. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I sought out God. I went to him. What the Bible says, when you lack wisdom, ask for it. He will gladly give it to you. The, the, the psalm writer here says, I, I, I sought the Lord. I, I was seeking God. I was seeking him and he delivered me from all the fear. Circle there, circle the Lord. It says, I sought the Lord. Right? I sought the Lord. Not therapy, not a technique. Come on, everybody. Therapy's great, right? Counseling's wonderful. I have a counselor, right? Those things are good. But we're seeking God. It's quiet in here. We're seeking God, yes? We're, we're, we're turning to his word. We're seeking his wisdom. We're seeking him. We're seeking that. Why? Because what God has for us is better than anything else that we might find, than anything else that we're, we're going to have. God's going to be with us. Come on, everybody. And he, he delivered me from all my fears. For every fear that you have, there's a corresponding attribute of, attribute of God about his character, his personality, his nature, who he is, it corresponds with every fear that you might have, every fear that you're going to run into. Your fears come from either not understanding or not trusting various aspects of God's character. That's where fears come from, that we don't trust him. If you would like to get over your fears, the secret is this, seek the Lord. Teach your children, moms and dads, that they don't have to be afraid of the dark. Okay? In order for you to teach them that, you're going to have to take them where? Into the dark. Mom, listen. Dad, listen. I know just as many dads scared of the dark. You think I'm kidding. 
You think I'm kidding? Come with me sometime. I'll take you, I'll take you hiking, and we'll get way back in the woods. Right? And I'll say, turn off your headlamp, and let's walk a while under the moonlight. Because there's a lot of sounds out there. You know why? There's a lot of stuff out there. There's some stuff out there that will eat you. But did you know something? Even the stuff out there is scared of you. Even the stuff out there isn't interested in eating you unless you're hurt. Unless you're hurting it. Come on. You guys heard the story a few years ago when we were coming down off the mountain and the mountain lion was right above, the, above me on the rock. And the, my friend that I was with, he got so scared. He be, the, all I heard was, lion! And then, boom, 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 boom! He pulled his pistol and just started shooting. And I can see the muzzle flash, which means he's shooting my direction. <laughs> and it's dark. So I start throwing stuff back at him. Figure this, if he's going to throw rocks, I'm going to throw bigger ones. His were 143 grains. Mine's were about the, mine were about the size of my fist. Biggest rocks I could find to throw. I'm like, stop! I'm, I'm belly down on the dirt, like, stop shooting! I don't know where he went. I don't know where he went. I don't care where he went. Don't shoot me. I've been out here a lot. They don't like my flavor, apparently. Right? Just don't shoot me, man. We're, we're like six miles from the truck. You know how long it would take somebody to get here? I'd already be with Jesus. I'm telling you right now. You don't have to explain that to my wife and kids. What happened to Derek? I shot him. It's not smart. Come on, everybody. That cat did follow us all the way down the hill, all the way to the truck. You know why? The next morning, we went right back in there, because that's what I do, because we found elk there. Come on, everybody. I was hungry. And we found a, a, a dead cow elk that that lion had killed the night before, and we ran that lion off that kill. Listen, the only reason that the lion was where he was is because I pushed him off his dinner. Right? Push me off my dinner. I'll, I'll be crouching over, over you on a rock too. Right? And if you can shoot as good as Sean, I'll be okay. <laughs> For every fear you have, God has a, 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 a corresponding attribute, something in his character. Listen, you need to search out God's heart for you. Learn who he is. Learn about the character of God. I promise you'll, 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 you'll draw closer to him. God's guarantees. Let's look at some of the guarantees for our future. For instance, today we're, we're looking at this, the fear of, fear of the future. There's a lot of people who are just scared of the future. Well, I don't know what's going on. I don't, you've never known what's going on. There's nothing new today. Nothing. The Bible says, if you believe the Bible, yes or no? Okay, well, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Nothing new under the sun. The corresponding attribute of God is His faithfulness. 
that you're afraid of the future. Okay. Well, God's faithful. Hello? God's, well, I don't know what's going to happen. God's faithful. What, what does his faithfulness mean? It means God can't lie. God can't break a promise. God does exactly what he says he'll do. That's just part of God. He cannot be unfaithful to you because of who he is. It is impossible for God to be unfaithful to you. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. If we are faithless, he will, he will remain faithful. For he cannot disown himself. If anyone ever asks you, is there anything God can't do? Say yes. He cannot be unfaithful. Yes. There's something God cannot do. There's something God will not do. He will not break a promise. It's, it's his nature. He, he keeps his... So what does is, what is, what is he say? He abides by the truth. Come on. He is the truth. So God can't be unfaithful. It means God always keeps the promises that he's made. Psalm 145 verse 13. The Lord is faithful to all his promises. Every one of them. He can't break them. He won't break them. It's a promise. So what is, Pastor, what, is, what does that have to do with my, my fear of the future? There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. I want you to think of them like blank checks from God to you, okay? To be filled out at your, when you need them most. How many of you right now are you like, oh, that sounds good, right? Time after time, God says, if you'll just trust me, I'll do this for your life. You'll just trust me, I'll do this 7,000 times in Scripture. This morning, we're going to look at some of those promises that God says, if you'll believe me, if you'll trust me, if you'll lean in, you'll have nothing to fear in the future. You ready? A couple things, two or three things. All right, write these down. Number one, <clears throat> I can depend on God to guide me when I'm confused. This is, a very, this is very important because part of your fear of the future is you don't know what's going to happen, right? Well, I don't know what's going to happen. A few years ago, our son Dylan, he experienced a lot of anxiety. And, um, I mean, like I'd never seen before. Like it gripped his life to a point where it, it completely shut him down. And uh, we took him to counselor after counselor. We, we, we did exactly what they were asking us to do. They were, they were, everyone was helping him. But Dylan would say over and over, I just don't know what's going to happen. Dad, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Incredible athlete, right? And he'd look at me and be like, Dad, I don't know what's going to happen. He was, he, he was the quarterback. First week at school, he's the quarterback. He comes home, and he's like, Dad, I don't want to be the quarterback. Why? Why, buddy? I don't know what's going to happen. Like, well, neither do anyone else. Yeah, but I, it, 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 like, terrified. You see what I'm saying? Like, it got, it got a hold of him to the point where he couldn't, he couldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. He was, he was terrified. And it was, it was this fear of the unknown, and there was confusion, come on, that something would happen, or he would do something wrong, and it would affect everyone else negatively. Has anyone ever experienced that? No one, no one need to raise your hand. We know who you are. You are all of us at one time or the other. Because if you're not, you're arrogant and you're lonely 
Because you know better than everyone else. And you think you're not confused. Can I tell you? There are times we're all confused. Hello? You know it's going to be a new situation. You think, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? How will I cope? What will the problems be? You're filled with questions, right? Some of you, some of us, you don't like fielding phone calls, right? You don't like going in stores. You don't like doing this. You don't like, and there's this fear that grips us, and it's the unknown. And it's, it's, not, it's not this weird, we would say it's not even irrational because it's, it, doesn't cause us, it doesn't cause us harm, but I will say this, it does hold us back. Come on. It does hold us back. Some of you hate that. Some of you, some of you hate to make decisions. You just hate to make decisions because, well, if I make the wrong one, it's just, uh, right? Let's be honest, okay? There are areas of your life you make quick decisions. Hmm? This, this is what it is. This is what it looks like. Uh, but I want you to understand, you can get, depend on God to guide you when you're confused, right? To guide you. God, guide me. Help me. Help me choose. Help me. You know the end from the beginning. Help me to see. Help me to make the right decision today that's going to outlast me, outlast this moment for tomorrow. So the whole, of, of, of the whole idea of the future means new challenges means new decisions. And so for so many people, it frightens them. It means you might, have, you might make the wrong, well, if I make the wrong one, it's going to mess up everything. No, it's not going to mess up everything, right? Let's admit it. Life's complex. And we all make bad decisions. Yes? Some decisions are worse than other decisions. Moms and dads, stop preventing your kids from failing. Can I say it louder for the people in the back or the front or wherever they may be? Stop, stop swooping in and making sure little darling doesn't fail. They need to skin their knee occasionally. They need to understand some things. Don't put them in situations where they're going to get hurt, right, in any way. But make sure that they know that they can rely upon God when they're confused that he's going to be faithful. Yes? That he's going to be faithful. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust the Lord with what? All your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Oh, that's huge. Remember the Lord in everything you do and he will show you the right way. Never rely on what you think you know. Man. No one has that tattooed on their arm. Right? I see a lot of verses tattooed. I'm never that one. The issue is this. When you, when it, when you come to decision making in your future, who's going to be your source of advice? What's going to be your source of authority? When, when you don't know what to do, you're confused about tomorrow, who are you going to look toward? Options? There's lots of options, right? Your closest friends, yes? Who might tell you what? Just what you want to hear, right? 
they could be as wrong as I am. Yeah. Yeah, they could. How about the horoscope? Let's get a little horoscope action. Let's just see. What's my sign? Your sign is dumb if you're listening to that. Right? Your sign is a dunce hat. That's, what it, that's your sign. You're the sign of the zodiac of the dunce. <laughs> right? Um, I could, how about this? Let's, let's poll social media. Let's do that. Because the keyboard commanders have to be right. Right? <laughs> no. Or I could, I could, you know, go to the buffet, give me a fortune cookie. Yes. By the way, a little game in our house. Before you read the fortune cookie, you always say, in the bathroom, and then you read the fortune. Just try it next time. Trust me. Give yourself some time, though. I'm just saying. God says that's a bunch of baloney, right? Any of those things. There's only one 100% total reliable source about your future. That's God. That's Him. He's already there. He says, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding, your own wisdom, your own knowledge. Don't lean on that. Acknowledge Him, and He will show you the way to go, right? How do you do that? How do you get guidance from God when you're confused? Two things. Pray and read your Bible. Pray and read your Bible. And and don't be one of these people that are like, well, God's telling me to do something different than my Bible. That wasn't God. Come on. That wasn't God. That was bad pizza or a demon you're trying to shake off. I don't know. But it wasn't God. Right? Let God talk to you. And he he will. He'll, He'll, listen, he will agree with his word. And he'll show you. He'll encourage you. Hello? Develop a line of communication with him that God, with God that says you don't need to fear the future because, listen, he's going to be with you. Let, let, let that response from the word of God, let, let, it, let it be known in your life that God's with you. He's with you every step of the way. I'm, next week, I, I got more to say about Joshua and Caleb. I don't, some of you are like, oh, I'm done with Joshua and Caleb. I'm not. God's not done. Okay? And I'm not God, but I'm not done either. So next week we're going to talk a little bit more about Joshua Kelly and, and a little bit more about fear. But I, I want you to understand, you can trust him. Number two, I can trust God to support me when I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and maybe you're here and you're one of them super religious people. Well, I never get overwhelmed. A child of the king. Blood-bought and reborn. Oh, bless your little pointed head. Right? We all love you. But we all get overwhelmed. You ever feel overwhelmed by the speed of change in our world? Do you realize how quickly things are changing? New, te- new technologies happening every day. Things that we take for granted we didn't even have around 10 years ago. Even in your personal life, you don't know the problems that you're going to face in the next hour sometimes. We don't know. Much less the next week, year, decade. We don't know. We don't know. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 
2 and 3, when you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When, when you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burdened up, for I am the Lord your God. He's saying he's faithful and he will never, ever allow more than he can handle. Not you can handle. God will always give you more than you can handle. Why? Because he's a God of more than enough. He's the God that can handle more than you can handle. That, that means you're going to have to rely upon what he can handle, not what you can handle. If, if all we're relying on is what you can handle, then you graduated and you, he might as well take you whoop, out of here. Right? This is a journey of faith that we're on. We're growing. We're disciples of Christ. We're never going to arrive or achieve everything that God has for us. Why? Because he has more for us than what we will always achieve. Because that's what a good father does. Hello? There are hundreds of fear nots in the Bible. God says, get the message. Are you listening? You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to fear. I will help you. I'll support you even when you're overwhelmed. Even when you're, Amber, next year at college, even when you're overwhelmed. You can call me. I'll be right there. I promise. It's messing me up, y'all. A couple days a week. I'm just a basket case. I'll just tell you right now. I'm just going to get back to my mm. The strength will come when I need it. Hello? Mm. God's not going to give you the strength for the next, for next year. He's going to give you strength for today. He's not going to give you all the knowledge of what you need for tomorrow. Why? Because he's, he's working on right now. Right? So many times we're so caught up about tomorrow that we forget about the right now. He's a right now God. He's a right here God. He's a with you currently kind of God. Come on, everyone. Don't, don't just wait on tomorrow. He's with you now. You can rely upon him here. You can rely upon him right now. Don't worry about tomorrow for each day has enough trouble of its own, is what Scripture says. Fortunately, the future doesn't come to you all at once. How many of you are glad? Yeah, that would be really bad. Really, really bad. It doesn't come all at once. It comes slowly. Some days go by quickly. Other days drag on and seem to last forever. Hello? Isaiah 42, 2 and 3 again. I'm going to read it. When you go through deep waters in great trouble, I will be with you. For 43 years, I wanted to go back and visit the place where my brother died. And then I did. It's a beautiful picture of my office. Literally at the place where they found his body. Beautiful lake. People laughing, running, playing on the beach. But when our family went there, 
I had to just walk away from the family and walk down the beach. And when I got to, I got to that spot and my parents were with me and I had to call and see, hey, am I at the right spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may seem weird to you, but it was important to me. This verse... five or six years old sitting in church with my mom and dad and overhearing when you go through deep waters perk my little ears up because the deep water that I'd been aware of cost me a lot What's it say? When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not. Yeah. God, what about Dennis? Son, I was with him. And I carried him home. As hard as it was, as hard as it is, he's still a God that doesn't fail us. Are you with me? He's still a God that holds us by the hand and takes us that one next step in life. The strength that I need, listen to me, the strength that you need will come when you need it. When you need it. When you rely upon Him, it comes when you need it. When you rely upon you, it never seems to arrive. You know what I'm talking about? Never seems to arrive. Mm. Don't worry about tomorrow, for each day has enough trouble on its own. Fortunately, the future, again, it doesn't come all at once. It comes in these 24-hour bite-sized pieces. You don't have to face it all. You don't have to face the rest of your life in this moment. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. God says he will be with you, and he will give you sufficient strength for each day or even better, each hour, each moment. Come on, church. One day at a time. God says, when you're overwhelmed, I promise you, I'll be there. I'll be there to support you and give you the strength that you need. Number three, the third aspect of the future that worries us is the unfairness that we see in the world. <laughs> How many know that's the case? We see some crazy unfairness all around the world. You read the paper, you're like, what paper? <laughs> right? There ain't no paper anymore, hardly. You, you read the news, you watch the news, it's just not fair. You're right. It seems like today unfairness is increasing. Right? Stupidity is abounding. Come on. Come on, everybody. Can we just settle one thing? Real, just, I'm just going to lean in on it right here. I don't, 
I don't really care. Um, girls shouldn't compete in boys' sports. And boys shouldn't compete as girls in girls' sports. That's unfair. Come on. <laughs> well, I think everything should be fair. Well, nothing's fair. This isn't heaven. And you don't get to choose fair. Hello? The earth is marred by sin. There will be prejudice, mistakes, injustice, all of it horrible. Yes? You're going to be put down. People are going to take advantage of you. People are going to cheat you. There will be unfairness all over. The question is, how are you going to handle it? The question is not, will there be fairness or unfairness? No, there's going to be unfairness. Settle that within you. Okay? There will be, there is unfairness out there. There used to be an article in every month of the Reader's Digest magazine called, That's Outrageous. That's outrageous. It's, it's on the stupidity of the unfairness in our society. Okay? It, it was brilliant. Now the culture has embraced political correctness. That's just as stupid. Hello, somebody. You got to worry about what you say. Otherwise, somebody might sue you because they got their feelings hurt. Right? A bald person isn't bald anymore. They're follically challenged. Okay. A short person isn't short. They're what? See, I'm not overweight. I'm just, I'm just nutritionally enhanced. Come on, somebody. Mm. There's, a, there's a flex on you. I'm just too short for my weight. You know what I'm saying? If I was eight foot tall, I'd be perfect. <laughs> you got to use the right words, right? Life isn't fair. You're going to be misjudged. How many of you know? You're going to be mistreated, cheated, ripped off. What do you do? God says don't waste one moment of your future seeking revenge. He's like, I got this. Imagine you getting picked on by the bullies. Let's take it all the way to like elementary school so get your pride out of the way. Because you're like, by middle school, I got this. No, we saw you didn't get it. <laughs> That's why you took off running. You know, hello? But imagine God sitting in, your, in the vehicle watching it happen. Come on. How confident would you be? You wouldn't take the same kind of lip, would you? Or if you did, you would say this. You just kind of sit back probably get a little smirk on your face, which might cost you a little bit. But you know what? My daddy's right there. Y'all didn't know my father was with me. Hello? Romans 12, 19. Never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. I can depend on God to defend me even when I'm offended. Even you Listen, you might have been hurt by people. You don't think God didn't see that? Of course he did. He knows. 
He said, he's seen every hurt that you've ever had. Financially, emotionally, spiritually, every hurt. Physically, he's seen them all. Don't waste one moment of your future trying to get even. Let him do it. And, and here's the thing. God gives you two options. Either you defend yourself against injustice. You defend yourself or you let him defend you. That's the two you got. Well, I want a combination of the two. No. Your choice. Either your father handles it or you try to. Next in your notes, I'm going to finish with this one. The Bible says I can depend on God to reward me when I'm faithful. Don't you like a father who rewards? Isn't that good? Right? Not just a, not just a father who, well, I didn't do anything wrong, so I didn't get any punishment. No, no, no. He doesn't stop at just no punishment. He's, he, re, he rewards us. Hello, somebody. When I, when I do what he wants me to do, when I do the right, when it, it's not overlooked. I can count on God to reward me at some point. For years, this was not, people often didn't want this talked about. They didn't want, well, I don't want, I don't want preachers to say that because then people are just going to think they're, people are going to, people are going to live for the reward. Okay. Right? Or we could just not tell them and let them die and go to hell. No, we should tell them. God's got good things for you. In store, for you. Where? Here and there. Hello? Now and later. Mm. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. God is not unfair. He will not forget all that you have done, nor the loving labor in which you have sown for his sake. The Bible says even a cup of cold water given in his name will be rewarded. What are you going to do with your future? What are you going to do? No matter how many days you've got left, I want to suggest to you stop focusing and being scared and start focusing on being a servant, loving people, caring about where they are, what's going on in their life. That's what's going to be rewarded. And, And no service, no reward. It's just like that shoes and shirt thing. Right? Come on, how many how many of you old enough to remember also had that sign? Yep. Tried that once when I was 12. Wanted a burrito. I didn't have a shirt walking home from the pool. No burrito for me. So I paid this old lady in the parking lot. She got me two. Come on. That's why I am the size I am today. There was a reward. She even remembered the taco sauce, y'all. I'll never forget it. She said, son, there's taco sauce in there, too. I'm like, yes. It's the only way to eat a burrito from Allsup's. Here's what it comes down to, guys. Guys, would you come help me out? It comes down to this. Do I really trust God? Do I trust him or do I not? Do I trust God in his unmatched faithfulness? Or am I going to take it into my hands and try to eke it out? Just try to do what I can. Hello? No, man, can I encourage you to trust him? Can I I encourage you to just lean into him? I know today, listen, even all morning long, I got up early and I was up here and I'm just like, Lord, 
I don't feel like there's a lot of meat on the table today. God says, listen, people need to hear. They need to know. They need to be reminded again that I'm a faithful God, that I'm a faithful Father, that I'm with them wherever they may be, the best of days and the worst ones, where everything's going your way and the days where you're so alone. Come on. His faithfulness is real. It's true. Do you trust him? Do I take my fears, place them on myself, try to figure them all out? Or am I going to trust in a God who's never broken one promise? Who's never let me down? He'll do what he says he's going to do. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I have strength for you. I have strength for all the things, all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength into me. It doesn't say you're not going to be afraid. It doesn't say you're, 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 you're going to feel feelings of panic or doubt, right? This is nothing about your feelings. Feelings are fleeting. You know that, right? Feelings are fleeting. I could change your feelings in just a a few seconds. What do you rely upon? It says that Christ will infuse you with power. The power that you need at the right time when you need it. That's the power you need to overcome. To overcome the fear of the future, it's available. There's, There's one little catch. Here it is. His power's not automatic. It's not automatic. I know many, just as many believers who are gripped with fear as unbelievers. Just as many. It's not automatic because you come to church. It's not automatic because you're a follower of Christ. It's not automatic. It requires some things. For you to overcome these things, it's going to require a few things. Two things real quick. Number one, I must admit that I'm afraid. You've got to admit that you're afraid. Too many people are, they, they want, their pride's killing them. They're not afraid. What they're, what they're afraid of is saying that they are afraid. You've got to admit that you're afraid out to God, God, I don't know what's going to happen. I might, be, I might be one of those people who in the next few months gets a diagnosis that I don't like. I might lose my job. I might face a, a major illness in my family. God, am I, am I going down the road? God, am I going to get in a car wreck? I'm scared. God, I'm worried about the economy. I don't know what's going to happen. Did you see how the Dow opened on Monday? Did you see? God, I don't know. Pay attention. God, are you paying attention? Admit it. He's your father. He wants to hear. Secondly is this. You've got to ask Jesus to infuse you with power. His power, not any power, his power, his strength, his ability, not your own not that the best source of power found in the culture around, no, his power, his strength. Come on, somebody. 
God, be strong when I'm weak. God, I know that you know what I don't know. I know that you're not afraid when I am afraid. I know what I'm afraid about. You've seen past. You've seen all through it, and you see the future beyond it. God, I know, and I depend on you, and I'm going to face the fear that I'm looking at today. Come on, church. How many of you would say, you know what? I want to face fear with faith. I want to trust in him. Would you stand to your feet all over this room? Heavenly Father, I pray for the power of your spirit. You have spoken the lives of the people that are in this room. And through me, a flawed messenger of your, 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 your peace, your challenge, your, your word, I know that you will do immeasurably more than we can ever ask, think, or imagine with what your word has declared over the people today. But God, we have a choice and it's ours to make is will we choose you? Will we choose you? Or will we choose our own way? All over this room, listen, you've heard the word of God preached today. And you're making decisions within yourself. Would you say right now that I want to choose faith over any fear that I have of the future? Would you just say, I want to, I want to choose faith today? Raise your hand all over this room. God, we choose faith today. I choose faith. I don't want to choose the fear. I don't want to be overwhelmed. E- e- even even as, as soon as yesterday, God, the overwhelming thoughts that plague my mind. God, today I step in with a newness of day. I step in knowing that you're the God who provides. You're the God who's always been there. You're the God of the promise that I can trust. So I'm going to, with faith, choose you and all that you want to do in my life. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.